0: the following podcast contains strong language and frank discussions of violence. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hello, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast. Hey, it's Joanne and Mike on Murder Amongst Friends, and we've had one hell of a week.
0: Yeah, some stuff is gone down
1: oh some some
0: (laughs) some stuff has come out some
1: stuff has gone down come up (laughs) gone sideways gone left you name it it was uh it was going every which way but loose michael
0: well it was pretty loose too (laughs) it's very loose very loose once you know what we're talking about that's going to be especially disgusting it's
1: gonna make sense it's all gonna make sense
0: um i did mention at the end of the last episode that we would be aiming for a video episode of the podcast this week however that will not be happening for oh. gastrointestinal reasons. Very
1: important reason. See, what happened is... <laughs> what see, you have to what understand. what had happened was <laughs> uh, what you have to understand about Michael and I is the basis of our friendship is we get food delivered <laughs> and we just watch, I don't know, over a weekend, I'd say 27 hours of true crime bullshit. Yeah. Okay? So... Sticking to our normal routine, we ordered burgers and fries from an establishment. Let's call it "Multiple Men and Potato Chips." <laughs> uh, and I'm using chips in the British version. Um, "Multiple Men a, a handful, and Chips."
0: Some would say. Uh,
1: and we got smashed. Yeah. With food poisoning, and I mean smashed.
0: It, it was. It was not good.
1: And hey, my apartment is tiny and I have one bathroom and our friendship went to new levels. We're closer than yeah. ever, guys. <laughs>
0: you just, you know. You In ways you we never wanted
1: to be close. We yeah. are closer than ever. So we apologize. There will be no video podcast this time, but uh, we are still working on it.
0: And we didn't want to leave you hanging, so we are putting out a full episode anyway because we we care
1: about you because we care about you guys
0: and we will get the video rocking and rolling because i know all of you are eagerly anticipating the real life versions of our (laughs) bitmoji
1: are they though no nobody cares um i will give a quick shout out to my buddy we'll call him the complete corona um, for messaging one of his friends in Ireland. And apparently he's the one that got us our Irish listener. So thanks, Bubba. Thank you, Bub.
0: That's a round of applause <clears throat> that won't spike the microphone.
1: <laughs> as, as I do consistently. Yeah. Well, Mike, I've got a little story for you before you get going. And if you haven't heard this, it's going to make your head pop off. Worse than your butt was popping off with the food poisoning. <laughs> Ayo. Um, I'm going to... I have a house coat on and I'm sweaty because I'm already upset thinking about this fucking story and I'm just going to start sweating even more. So let's just jump into it. Come with me, if you will, back to 2005, Michael. I wasn't even born yet. Where, <laughs> well, Michael was just a baby. Um, where a 16-year-old girl, Krista Ableseth, okay. or Abel Seth was 16. And you know when you're 16, you make decisions that aren't probably the greatest, but she had a fake ID. Okay. Um I also had a fake ID when I was seventeen. Here's why. All of my friends were already eighteen because of the way my birthday fell. Right. This is gonna, <laughs> this my, is gonna my sound. sister
0: was the same way. She had a September oh, birthday. Oh, it sucked.
1: And, yeah. It sucked. This is gonna sound stupid, but we would I couldn't get into any of the club any of the clubs back in the day, my <laughs> da had to 21 be. <laughs> The under twenty one clubs. The under twenty one clubs, yes. But I'm talking about just the regular clubs, you had to be eighteen. Yeah. And <clears throat> there was no chance that anyone was going to ever believe I was 21. Plus, I wasn't really a. I mean, I drank at that point, but like, I wasn't like. I rather. I just wanted to go out and express myself through the art of dance, Mike. Yes.
0: A lifelong passion, some <laughs> would say.
1: Yes. Um, I just want to make a circle around my purse and shoes and just dance it out. Um, <laughs> so I had a fake ID that said I was 19. Just so I could get in the club to go dance. And guess who took me to get that ID? Drum roll, please. My mom. Hey, Donna. Shout out. Anyway, Krista Abelseth, in 2015, was 16. She had a fake ID. She went to a bar. Right. Which, very dangerous because, obviously. It's dangerous Um, for everybody, let
0: alone (laughs) somebody who's still only 16.
1: Exactly. And she bumps into um, this giant piece of shit named John Barnes. Hmm. Sounds like a piece of shit name. If I had to just no assign. offense, any
0: other John any Barnes. other John
1: Barnes out there? Sorry, but your name isn't the greatest. Um, he's thirty. Oh boy, he's thirty, Mike. So he offers to give Krista a I'm doing air quotes for everybody because we're not doing a video podcast <sighs> ride home. Ah, because I think her friends had left her. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken. They, which is also a terrible fucking idea. Never split yeah. from your friends. Ever, ever, ever. Listen to me, ladies. Yeah. Never, ever split from your friends. I don't care if you're going to the bathroom. You link arms. You go together. That's it.
0: This is never... We will never victim blame. Uh, oh, I'm not for blaming as, her. as much as we can help it. But getting a ride from somebody you don't know is bad for two reasons. Yeah. Either they take you home like they say, but now they know where you live. Or... Right. They or, take you wherever the hell they feel like. Exactly, And that's so,
1: and that's what happened, Michael. Not, so surprisingly, or maybe not surprisingly, yeah. he did not take her home. Mm. He took her to his home. Ah. Ah, you don't say. This is in Louisiana. Yes. Forgot to mention. Um, She wakes up. Well, I should say in Louisiana, the age of consent then and now is 17. She's 16. Keep that in mind. She wakes up drunk, on his bathroom floor
0: naked okay. well she was some extenuating circumstances I'm not gonna, that make consent I, I, I'm not problematic gonna there but
1: continue to say like sexual assault because that is sort of polishing a turd here mm-hmm. he raped, raped. her yeah. on the living room couch and eventually she ends up naked on the bathroom floor okay um I think after that he took her home she leaves whatever she gets home and she files a complaint. Nothing happens. Nothing happens.
0: This, once again, is not the video version, so I am making my not-at-all-surprised
1: face. Michael, she gets pregnant. Oh, great. She gets pregnant.
0: And in she, Louisiana, they're going to force her to keep that. She
1: keeps the baby. Yeah. Okay? She keeps it quiet. Everybody okay. assumes it's just one a, a boyfriend. Yeah. And she lets them believe that. Okay. In 2010... When her daughter, which I won't name her because she's right. underage, um, is five. Mm-hmm. The rapist,
0: because
1: yeah. I guess they live in, you know, sort of the same area, finds out that the Krista, yep. that he raped, right. has a baby.
0: Does he sue for paternity?
1: He sues for paternity. Now, 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 <sighs> now, stop for one second, Michael, because he wants a DNA test yeah. to prove that this child is his. Okay. Full stop. Yeah. When that DNA test comes back okay. and proves that he's the father, which it does.
0: R- naturally.
1: You have now committed statutory rape, sir. Yep. She's, she was 16 when this happened. You were a 30-year-old grown-ass man. Gross-ass man. Gr- grown, gross-ass man.
0: Okay.
1: You you asked for a paternity test. Yeah. Now, you should automatically, as soon as that test comes back, be slapped with statutory rape instead. He files for custody of the child. He gets awarded a potential, uh, um, I'm sorry, partial custody.
0: I was going to say, it's real challenging to.
1: Partial custody. Yeah. This rapist (laughs) who requested the DNA (laughs) test himself has now proven himself to be a rapist. Gets partial custody by um, Judge Jeffrey Cash. No. Oh, a, a white male man, judge. Uh, Come on. In, okay, they have partial custody. Da, da 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 He also orders Krista to pay child support oh. Oh. to her rapist, Michael. Now, the girl who is recently at this point now it's now we're in today, right? Yeah. We're at present times. She had a cell phone, like every teenager the quote father again the air quotes this rapist yeah i'm not going to call him her father no. the rapist of this poor girl's yeah. mom the mom gives her cell phone the dad the dad finds out that she's using it to be on social media tiktok etc like yeah. every other person on the planet right files some motion in court to say he doesn't want the daughter having a cell phone because it's so da- dangerous is, and all mom's this unfit
0: now is what he's claiming he's
1: trying to prove that this that this mother has never ever had any issue with this kid she's a, for all accounts she's a perfect mother right great mom
0: and is she still paying this bullshit
1: uh, per, uh yeah i think it was support? something like 400 and something dollars like Man, a month
0: fuck it like what
1: i uh, an absolute Mike, monster well wait because <laughs> oh sorry i just hit the mic um
0: not me, the microphone.
1: I just hit the microphone. Um, I might hit mic though. It's it's fine. It's whatever. That's like, that's he, the video podcast. Is,
0: it. The, the video podcast for my own safety really turns <laughs> him on. Yeah.
1: Um, somehow the teenage girl, the mom says she took the cell phone away. She did not give her another cell phone, right? Somehow the girl gets a cell phone because teens. Right. The dad finds out. Now the mom, because they put in a motion that the daughter is not supposed to have a cell phone, so now the daughter has a cell phone. Oh, so sorry. now the mom is defaulted on this agreement. <sighs> And the rapey father, the bio dad, yeah. Yeah. gets full custody of this child, Michael.
0: Who is now right around the same age the mom was when she was raped. Well, I'm glad that you place. brought
1: that up because now the daughter is claiming to have been physically emotionally and sexually abused by the bio dad of course she went to a doctor who confirmed that there was quote forced entry great and at this point in time she's still in custody with the father (sighs) and this piece of shit fucking judge judge jeffrey cash of louisiana should be fucking disbarred and a hot poker should be shoved up his rectal cavity the mother of course is scrambling she's beside herself she's trying to petition now now this is now everybody's got eyes on this now so hopefully this gets rectified i mean now but this poor girl has now the krista's been raped by this man yeah who then five years later comes back basically steals so he's gonna have connections with this judge or something something's going on because this is fucking outrageous and now see this is why I took the house coat off because (laughs) I was already sweaty before and now I'm so worked up like honestly I I would have I would have I would have fucking murdered him before he ever got custody of my child period
0: this is one of the worst things I've ever heard
1: I told you it was gonna be bad and Krista when she filed that initial report nothing happened and of so course. at that point, she thought... She was a kid. She didn't yeah. understand. She thought, well, nothing happened. There's nothing I can do. Right. Well, obviously, years later, like now, she's still having trauma from a rape.
0: She probably has so much guilt.
1: And the person, the, the counselor that she was talking to said, no, no. Like, you can file now. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's no... stat. Well... The statute yeah, you can still it's file still under, it's still yeah. still under statute so she's then filed a report but this is and then after this 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 piece of shit gets full custody of the kid and now he's raping the daughter
0: yeah I was gonna say who the fuck like, is this judge yeah he's giving her he's giving this rapist not only a child a female child what
1: is his fucking problem
0: yeah, like I
1: how did he make it to a judgeship <sighs> well
0: politics like it's he
1: probably it's probably all a group of fucking dudes who love to mess with kids and they all no, fucking all, cover each yeah, other's backs
0: they're all frat bros who were raping women they're in all college all
1: fucking chads yeah apologies to any chads out there who don't rape women but like
0: yeah i mean this isn't surprising
1: no it's from not me. surprising but it's, it's the most disgusting thing i've ever heard
0: men <sighs> I'm not even going to say no offense because every man should be offended by this story. And every man, no matter what position they are in in this story, the police, the judge, the fucking piece of shit perpetrator, every single man failed this girl. 100%. Both, both girls. Both women now. Yeah. But, like, men do fucking better.
1: Don't even do better. Can you do the least you can fucking do? That would be an improvement. Yeah, Just do the, just bare, do the minimum. bare minimum and that would be like a 1000% upswing.
0: Yeah, I I do not. It's
1: so outrageous. I can't. It's, it's a travesty.
0: Yeah, I, I can't.
1: This judge put this girl on a plate and handed her yeah. to a fucking pervert.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't put it past this guy to have somehow finagled his own way to get her a cell phone just so he could get the He could then use it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the judge, for some reason, I forget what they called it, but he's claiming something that is prohibiting him from talking about this case.
0: Why? Because it's ongoing? Uh, Fuck that.
1: It's not, it wasn't even that. He claimed some sort of judge, I forgot the term, man. Oh, is he claiming? Judge something or other. Where Basically like,
0: executive privilege?
1: Pretty much. Okay. Sorry, you lose that when you hand a child to a fucking rapist. I mean.
0: You have to answer.
1: You must answer. Okay. <laughs> we... Hey, happy, happy, happy day, Michael. Sorry about that, buddy.
0: This this could be a six-day tangent that I would go on. Yeah. But suffice it to say, this is not the system any of us deserve.
1: This is not the system that was intended by our no. forefathers. <laughs> um, you know. We, as just a society have allowed ourselves
0: to be taken so far off the track by so few. We're so
1: complacent. Everybody just goes about their own business. So,
0: so few have just collected all of the power in whatever context that exists for you. Money, law, influence, whatever. So few people are actually in charge of what goes on and they've fucked it.
1: Oh, they've whiffed it bad.
0: And we are the ones mm-hmm. that have to clean up the mess. Yeah. This can't stand.
1: <laughs> no. This has to fucking change. So they have to do something, Mike. If this judge doesn't get disbarred or this thing doesn't get rectified and this lady doesn't get paid back all the fucking money oh, yeah. and all, I mean, what? then what? Then what are we doing?
0: Now, this story, the story we talked about last week, the Stephen Port grinder killer murders complete breakdowns of the system and the stephen port case was only solved by friends
1: and family yeah police did
0: Police jack shit
1: jack shit yeah yeah the families solved these crimes and then presented the facts to the police who then quote solved the crimes
0: and this is this is why we don't victim blame this is why people don't trust the say, police right
1: i'm sorry to say it and all you blue line fucking people can get pissed as you want yeah this is why yeah people don't trust the police because they're so complacent they do the bare minimum yeah. they literally look at facts yeah. and disregard them and completely fuck it
0: yeah um so
1: how are we supposed to have faith in that
0: you've yeah. pretty good Recent example of that, yeah. But yeah, this is why we we don't victim blame and we can't victim blame because the victims don't do anything wrong in these stories. But that's why this advice of don't take a ride home right. from people because there is no apparatus that will come to save you. Right. You need to. We need to be responsible. We need to for save ourselves at right. this
1: point. So.
0: Right, so that's why Joanne says if you're going to the bathroom, link arms with your friend and go together. Never
1: leave your drink. Never leave. If one of you is leaving, you never leave with anybody. You have to let everybody know where you are at all times. Track your friends. I mean,
0: this was the Marcella and Christy episode that we did. You know, so it's we only have each other because there is there is no no one looking out for us, guys.
1: We have to look out for each other. So. With that, Mike. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Buddy, buddy. Well,
0: I unintentionally have another story of uh, some failings. Oh no! Here. <laughs> um, Get ready. I kept this one local. Okay. We're in. Uh, we're in New England for this one. Okay. Well, let's jump right to it. This is the story of Rita Bouchard. Okay. Are you familiar with this story?
1: I mean, the name sounds familiar, but it could just sound familiar because we're local so
0: on saturday february 1st 1947 hmm. so not in our lifetimes at least <laughs> a man named joseph curry was walking by the 10 mile river near his home in Pawtucket, rhode island the bucket yeah
1: <laughs> patucket the bucket
0: it's a great place let's all just <laughs> the bucket <laughs> um saw many a baseball game in patucket though yeah he saw a shape up ahead that he thought might be a strangely shaped little gray boulder. At least he didn't think it was a mannequin like every other <laughs> person seems to think.
1: Thank God for small favors.
0: When he got closer, what he saw was the blood soaked body of 17 year old Rita Bouchard. Oh. Her throat had been cut from ear to ear, and she was stabbed around 30 times across her back, breasts, oh my and God. neck.
1: 30 times? 30 times. So, with somebody that knows her, if I had to guess.
0: It's not a bad guess. (laughs) There were no signs of a struggle in the spot where Rita was found. Her clothes weren't disheveled, Mm -hmm. but her glasses and purse, which contained $40, were missing. Now, I normally don't, but I did the math this time. Yeah. $40 in 1947 is $524 today. okay. So.
1: So, potentially robbery as a motive, but the 30 stab wounds. Make it seem a little more personal.
0: But. Strangely, a gold watch that she had on her wrist was left behind. Mm. So robbery, but also not... But is it? Yeah. Yeah. But it is also easier to steal and launder cash than it is to get rid of a a gold watch. So maybe they left that behind. Yeah, if
1: you start trying to sell that, somebody might be like, hey.
0: Right. So robbery still is possible since there were items missing, Mm -hmm. even though a valuable item wasn't. She was found lying on her gray coat in a clearing behind the Notre Dame Cemetery.
1: The... All these bodies getting left near the cemetery. Yeah. I can't... I'm not going to make the same joke well, yeah. as last time, but...
0: Right. Well, this wasn't in the cemetery. This was on kind of a... a Nearby. Yeah. Mm. The medical examiner counted 13 different wounds to Rita's back, <laughs> including two deep gashes between her shoulders.
1: Ay. However,
0: the back of her coat only had three puncture holes. Okay. He very quickly and obviously described it as, quote, a fiendish murder. And that's actually the headline that the Providence Journal went with when they wrote about it.
1: Yeah. Remember pro? Remember when Projo was a thing? I do. Oh, my God. I remember commercials for Projo. I remember just, like, kids just like, here's your paper, you know, and you're like, thanks, Timmy, and, you know, here's a X-tree, dollar. X-tree. Yeah, extra, extra. read all about it, you know? Just just newsies running around. Yeah. And, uh, okay, I'm not that old, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I sometimes feel, I am sometimes I am that old, yeah, like last like this past week where I could yeah. barely drag myself into the ladies yeah.
0: interestingly, a tree near where Rita was found had several very fresh hatchet marks kind of hacked into the trunk okay maybe they were a landmark to remind the killer where he dumped the body. We don't really know what they were there for, but they were so fresh that they seemed related yeah. to the body being there.
1: That's I don't. That's weird. I don't like that. It's very strange. I don't like it.
0: At the time of the murder, the chief of Pawtucket Police was on vacation in Florida, <laughs> so Chief Inspector Wilfred Wadsworth led the investigation. He was kind of next in line to take over anyway. He pulled. He almost... sounds like
1: an English butler. <laughs> Wilfred Wadsworth. Wadsworth, bring me my tea. <clears throat> right away, sir. <laughs>
0: He pulled. Yes, madam. He pulled with that
1: little bow. Oh yeah, of course. Oh, I need that in my life. In his, uh, I need a Wordsworth to just do my bidding. And his.
0: And if it could be tails. like Tim
1: Curry, in a full tux. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That'd be great.
0: He pulled almost every detective in the division to investigate Rita's life and death, and this is what they put
1: together. I'm, I'm already just. I'm going to let it out now. I'm just going to sigh and let it out. Yeah. Because I have a feeling. Yeah. by the way that your face looks.
0: On Friday, January 31st, mm-hmm. the day before, Rita left her job at the Rhode Island Fabrics Company. She normally worked from 3 to 11 p.m., but left early that afternoon, around 5 p.m., after complaining that she wasn't feeling well. Okay. She told coworkers that she was going to go see the doctor and then visit her mother, who was a patient at the State Tuberculosis Sanatorium at Wallam Lake where her father died eight years earlier of the same thing.
1: Oh, sad.
0: Detectives discovered that Rita never saw the doctor or her mother after she left work that day. Okay. So Did she... her last known location was, was leaving work around work.
1: 5. Does she drive? Did she walk? Does she take the bus? Do we know?
0: We have some information, yes. Okay. She also never returned home. Okay. She was living with her aunt and uncle, as well as her brothers and sister, all of whom were wards of the state because her parents were sickly right in a home on mineral spring avenue
1: ayo mm-hmm. mineral
0: spring yeah i apologize ahead of time mineral
1: I, spring goes all the way from patucket through north providence and maybe even into providence?
0: providence i included a lot more street names than i normally would just for the sake <laughs>
1: just was, for the hell of it so yeah. we could be like ayo I know, I know that one yeah
0: when she didn't come home her family wasn't alarmed right away they assumed she was spending the night with a female friend Which she had done before. They only learned about Rita's death when they heard a description of the victim being read over the radio the following afternoon. They contacted police right away.
1: Oh, God.
0: The police had a 17-hour gap in Rita's life that they had to fill. Mm -hmm. They tried. At least you can say in this case they tried.
1: Okay. All right.
0: They found a bus driver who recalled dropping off a girl who matched Rita's description at a cafeteria near the Main Street Bridge at around 5.40 p.m. on Friday. Okay. Another bus driver who knew Rita enough to recognize her told police that he saw her get into a car in downtown Pawtucket around 6 p.m.
1: All right, so she took a bus from work heading toward downtown. Yep. And then I wonder where the doctor's office is that she's supposed to go to. Because why is she... I mean, if she's downtown, like in Kennedy Plaza, waiting for a bus, shout out again anyone.
0: Local references. Local, local references work.
1: abound. Um, then she would have just popped on a another bus. She would pick them the transfer and pop over to the doctor's office. But yeah. how would somebody know to pick her up unless she called somebody and said, "Can you pick me up? I'm taking the bus downtown. Leaving work. Don't feel good. I'm taking the bus downtown. Any chance you can pick me up?" Would she have just gotten in a car with a stranger?
0: Well, there is...
1: Have you ever hitchhiked in your life, Michael?
0: <laughs> no. I
1: hitchhiked, okay, <laughs> one time in my life in another country. Oh, good.
0: It's a miracle you're here.
1: Hey, yeah. so from the person who tells you... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to, uh, okay, to be fair, I was 16. There you go. I was a kid. Yep. And we all know we're invincible, quote, we think we're invincible as kids. Hey, I was in Italy with my cousin Francesca and uh, her cousin Sylvia and um apparently at least back then out there hitchhiking was just like a common thing it's kind of like california in the 70s baby but like um
0: <laughs> With without, all the serial, serial without killers, all the serial without all the serial killers
1: um and we hitch so we hitchhiked we had gone horseback riding um and at the this place like
0: you're on your own from here at this
1: place <laughs> called uh i think it was called filete but anyway we went horseback riding and then to come back i think we had missed the bus because there was only like one bus that went there one bus came back whatever we missed the bus so we were like ah crap we got to get back into town so sylvia's like we'll just hitchhike and we're kind of like huh (laughs) and she's like yeah it's fine whatever so we hitchhike these people pick us up and they say do you mind if i stop and just i have to run in here and just make a phone call so we stop at this local bar whatever we all kind of go in Unbeknownst to us, Mike, the person who picked us up is friends with Francesca's dad, my uncle Vincenzo. Whoops. They then make that phone call to my uncle to tell him that he just picked up your niece, your two nieces, and your daughter <laughs> hitchhiking. And I'm about to drop them off to your house, but I just wanted to give you the heads up. Oh, wow. Well, let me tell you, we then get back home. To Francesca's Nani's house, where there's a big family dinner, of course, every night. And we're all sitting around the table, and we don't know that uh, Uncle Vinny... (laughs) That he knows. That he knows. (laughs) We don't know that he knows that we don't know that he knows that they know that we were hitchhiking. And um, let's just say it came out at dinner Ah. and was not good. But the thing with my Uncle Vinny is he has a very explosive temper, but then two minutes later, he just starts laughing about it. So we got in trouble for like five minutes. We were really scared. And then he just started laughing and just told us how stupid we were. So, but that's what happens when the folly of youth, man. Don't make stupid decisions, guys, like I did. At least you're here
0: to tell the tale. Do not
1: hitchhike. Very if it dangerous. wasn't... Very, very dangerous. If
0: it wasn't your uncle's friend... Yeah, who, who the fuck knows
1: happened. what might have happened, right. so...
0: And that was a complete coincidence because none of the three of you knew that this person knew your uncle, right? Right. Yeah, so...
1: <laughs> I mean, we were in a different country yeah. altogether. I mean, Sylvia... That's Maybe random. perhaps she would have recognized him, but she even didn't, so... That is... It's a hell of a story.
0: That's random and lucky. <laughs> yeah. Investigators questioned friends, men who had dated Rita, co-workers, and residents near the factory and the crime scene. They even questioned Rita's uncle, one of her sisters, and her two closest friends from the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, those friends were Teresa and Raymond Patino, or Patnod.
1: I know a couple of Patinods.
0: Desperate for new leads, but despite their best efforts, the trail went cold.
1: Yeah, as it often does.
0: Two weeks into the investigation, so it wasn't cold not, for very not long. Not too long. Two weeks into the investigation, police followed up on a tip from Rita's aunt that the girl had confided in her, That she feared a man that she had been dating. And many times expressed the idea that she would die a violent death.
1: Oh my God.
0: Now, whether... She's a teen. Yeah. But sometimes I've heard true crime stories of eventual victims just telling their parents when they're like 15, I'm going to die really bad. And then when they're 20, 25, 30 off at college or out in the world, they do actually die a violent death. So I don't know... If she was referring to this person will kill me yeah. or if she, if these were two separate thoughts that mm, I feel the like was expressing, te- I mean,
1: if I but- had to just, guess, I would feel yeah. like as a teenager, if you said something like that, it would be the situation you're in. Because when yeah. you're a teenager, your focus is like two feet in front of your face. Yeah. You're not looking into the future at all. Your current, whatever's happening, in your current situation is the biggest thing in your life right. as a teen, you know? Yeah. I have a pimple. of oh, My life is over. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just. Johnny didn't ask me to the dance. I'm going to die. Like, yeah. (laughs) I can't go to the sock hop
0: alone. (laughs) Yeah. However, investigators could find no link to any of her known boyfriends that would have fit Mm. kind of that description. Was
1: she dating an older man from work, though, that nobody knew about or something like that?
0: Their only theory was that another woman might have stabbed Rita in a frenzy of jealousy over someone they were both dating.
1: Could be. Could be.
0: Not a great theory, given the evidence of it being a secondary, theoretically a dump site. Mm -hmm. So she would have had to get moved. And there'll be more, I'll get you more details about Okay, but let's not,
1: you know, let's not act like women can't commit heinous crimes. No, absolutely.
0: And especially one with overkill involved. It's highly emotional. Rage
1: will give you the energy to (laughs) drag a dead body. No, no, not trying to be funny, but I mean, that adrenaline boost gives you that strength, you know?
0: Growing desperate police put out a public plea for information only to receive leads that went nowhere and even outright crank phone calls don't do that don't fucking do that shit the cops are shit enough you don't need to confuse them yeah really
1: they're very easily they're very easily confused let's let's stop with that 18 days
0: after rita's death an eight-year-old boy was walking with some friends by Slater Park.
1: Oh, no. Uh, what are these kids like?
0: Near the entrance to the Ten Mile River Reservation. No. He was kicking along the grass as you do as they walked. Yeah. And suddenly his foot hit no. a solid object. No,
1: no, no. It no. It was
0: a knife with an eight-and-a-half-inch blade.
1: Oh, God. I thought you were going to say he accidentally like, tripped over. like
0: Stained red on both sides. Oh, okay. Eight-and-a-half-inch blade, though. That's a pretty serious knife.
1: That's like a h- hunting that would be so. I'm. I'm trying to. I'm using it's my thin. hands, guys, it's at thin. home. I'm it, trying to. It, trying to measure what eight inches is. <laughs> if that's to, eight inches, I mean, oh th- boy, <laughs> that's gotta be. That has to be. This has to be eight inches because I would say this is a foot, right? Okay. So we're talking like this. Oh God, serrated. It's probably one of those like it's, hunting. It's
0: thin. I have, uh, I, there's, I have a, I've seen a picture of it okay. it's thin it kind of looks like a deboning knife like fish. so it's it's not super hooked yeah, and yeah, curved yeah. like that but it's thinner it's got a little bit of a
1: it's got like a, a straight straight blade or yeah. uh, oh. um, you know how I feel about yes oh. you do I'm getting oogly
0: this was less than half a mile from where Rita was found
1: okay
0: the medical examiner reviewed the weapon and determined that the knife matched the three holes made in the back of Rita's coat now,
1: what about the other twenty-seven? Yeah, stabs.
0: The police continued with investigation.
1: Oh my God, were there more than one perpetrator?
0: The police continued the investigation with renewed vigor, but even with potentially yeah. the murder weapon, yeah. they still were making very little progress.
1: Okay,
0: this is why
1: I'm still tensed up from I'm thinking about. 30 stabs with that knife. <laughs> like, so, sitting here so clenched up.
0: This is why they now say the weapon was consistent and could have been the one. Uh-oh. Uh, because by just saying, yeah, this is the knife, it kind of takes you down a path yeah. that it may have just been a knife. Yeah. Who knows? So they were making very little progress. That is until two months after the murder. A 17-year-old and one of Rita's fa- friends told police a story.
1: Mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm.
0: You'll remember the name, Raymond Patnaud.
1: Yeah.
0: Had been interviewed by police previously when investigators were trying to learn what they could about the victim. Raymond is difficult to describe.
1: I mean, it would make sense if she called her friend Ray and said, I'm taking the bus downtown. I don't feel well. Can you pick me up? You know. It's- Yep. And then, it's
0: not a bad theory you until know, you hear the story that he tells. Oh,
1: let me let me guess this fairy tale that he's going to spin this yarn, or mm. is it? Well, let's see. Let's read on. <laughs> let's see.
0: Raymond is difficult to describe. His childhood was called uneventful, okay. except for about a bout of rheumatic fever when he was fourteen. He was described as pleasant and agreeable, but also nervous, impulsive, and restless.
1: That's a dichotomy of, uh... Yeah. He's very pleasant and agreeable and calm, but also very agitated and anxious and worked up. But also real, yeah. just sweet, low-key demeanor. Yeah.
0: You can count on him, but he's such a flake. Like, <laughs> like what? what? <laughs> now this part, I don't know how you're going to react.
1: <laughs> you know how I'm going to react if that's what you're saying.
0: Raymond would become irritable, impatient, and complain of headaches around the full moon.
1: Shh. Shut the fuck up. If if this kid is going to, I swear to God, if right now you're going to fucking tell me that this kid thinks he's a fucking werewolf and then stabbed her to death with his, quote, claws that were just a bunch of fucking knives, I'm going to, I quit the show.
0: I can 100% confirm that that, it will not be said Uh, by me. Okay,
1: 100%, you're standing firm.
0: I am 100% standing firm. His favorite hobby was riding around in taxis, <laughs> but his father thought it was strange and a very expensive hobby.
1: It is fucking strange. It's very what strange. What are you doing?
0: You know, just taxi what cabbing around Pawtucket. What are you Patucket.
1: doing? <laughs> yeah, let's taxi around the bucket. Well, I'll tell yeah. you what, though. Pawtucket is a fuck show of one-way streets. That's true. So, that true. <laughs> so I mean, maybe he was ta- yeah. maybe he had to take taxis because all the one-way streets were so fucking confusing, which they are. They are. It takes you 15 minutes to get to the street that's parallel to the one that you're on because you have to one-way yourself all the frick around the city.
0: You're basically, it's like driving in New York City without having anywhere to actually go.
1: It's like driving in Boston. Well, yeah. New York is a little more (laughs) like of a grid. Boston is also a goddamn shit show.
0: Boston just decided to pave walking paths and say (laughs) these are roads now.
1: Just do whatever you want. Yeah.
0: Some of them are still brick. (laughs) It's my hometown. What
1: can you do? (laughs) What are you going to do?
0: Additionally, though his father denied it, when Raymond was 16 years old, he was sentenced to nine months at the Sokhanaset School for Boys on charges of stealing cars and committing, quote, immoral acts with boys and girls on multiple occasions.
1: Okay. When he was 16, you said? Immoral acts? Like he's molesting small children?
0: Yes.
1: Well, what? His father denied it. Yes. It's on record. Yes. What are you denying, sir? Yes. <laughs> your son's a creep? Yeah. Okay, then just accept it. Your son's a creep. I mean, it's on record.
0: Yeah, but you know, he was he was kind of a laid-back kid who was agreeable. And, he's
1: really agreeable yeah. when he's molesting your kids. Yeah. Like, as long as you give him your children, he's fine. Other than that, he turns into a fucking werewolf. Yeah. Like, I mean, come on. What is this?
0: When he was released in September 1946... It was noted by doctors in his chart that he'd become particularly restless. (laughs) Why'd you let him go? Whatever. Once he got out, Raymond spent most of his time at home in Pawtucket, just a few blocks from Slater Park. Mm -hmm. He worked at the same fabrics company as Rita, but he was employed as a dishwasher and was actually on on a leave of absence from the company, which started in the middle of January 1947, only about two weeks before the murder. So he wasn't working. He had a lot of
1: free time to go pick someone up downtown in Kennedy Plaza. Yeah.
0: In early spring, and with the investigation in full swing, Raymond is taken into custody and charged with, quote, carnal knowledge of an eight year old boy.
1: No, no, no.
0: Immoral acts and carnal knowledge.
1: Well, Mike, you know, it's really putting perfume on the pig, Mike. Really polishing
0: the turd, like you said earlier.
1: Polish that turd up. Get the fuck out of here. Carnal knowledge. First of all, no one should have carnal the only person you should have carnal knowledge of is maybe like your spouse or another adult who can consent to that shit there's no such thing as carnal knowledge of a that's rape of a fucking child let's call it for what it is and everyone stops sugarcoating this bullshit because that's why nothing gets fucking done about it because we shine it up like it's a trophy right you know and everybody's like oh look how shiny and pretty that is let's just we can just walk right by that without doing anything about it
0: Oh, immoral acts, that's just a mistake.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: We forgive you. You served your time. Oh, it was actually for rape of a child. Oh,
1: Oh, well, that's a different story. Yeah, Yeah. get
0: out of here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just... Let's cut the fucking shit, guys. When police realized that Raymond had a connection to Rita, they started questioning him intensely. At first, he insisted that he had been in downtown Pawtucket between 7 and 10 p.m. on the Friday before the murder. Mm Mm-hmm. But after seventy-two hours of relentless interrogation led by Inspector Wadsworth, Raymond finally changed his tune, saying, quote, "All right, I'll tell you the story."
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: Raymond told Wadsworth that the Friday before the murder, he returned to the Rhode Island Fabrics Company to ask the foreman if he could return from his leave of absence the following Monday.
1: Couldn't call to do that.
0: In nineteen forty-seven, he had spent all his money on taxicabs. He had no no money. <laughs> you don't left have for a phone, phone in your house. I don't know. Bullshit. He then left at about three fifteen p.m. shortly after Rita's shift would have started. He then went downtown to the Capitol Theater, arriving at about four p.m.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: He claims that around seven p.m., Rita coincidentally arrived at the theater and sat next to him.
1: Okay. He's, I. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. sell me a bridge why don't you (laughs) right yeah okay
0: he says they talked for about five minutes and then left the theater walked to Collier Park Mm -hmm. and sat on a bench only a few minutes later a car pulled up and the driver called Tarita by name you'll remember a bus driver remarked on her getting into a car yep however that was he claimed around 6pm Raymond is saying they didn't leave the theater until 7pm you know
1: I would, I mean, a bus driver runs on schedules Yeah. or schedules for our (laughs) UK listeners. Um, So I would, in my opinion, just right now where I stand, I'm going with the bus driver because their entire job is... Being on time. ...times. Yeah. You know, not that the bus, not that Ripta (laughs) is ever on time. But, but, uh, you know... They do their best. But in the grand scheme. Shout out to Ripta employees. You guys put up with a lot of shit.
0: Sure do. But in the grand scheme of things, bus drivers tend to know where and when they are if asked to recount and they were working. Right. You know, at this point, at this time of day, this is where on the route I would be expected to be.
1: Right. So, I mean, at the very least, if he saw her, then (laughs) he's got a roundabout time of what time he was there.
0: Right. Rita went to speak to the man driving, and a few minutes later called to Raymond to come over and eventually talked him into getting into the car.
1: Raymond got into the car?
0: He got in the back and seat Rita while Rita rode in the front.
1: She was like, come on, like, come with us.
0: They dro- yep. Okay. They drove together to Slater Park, but Raymond changed his mind. Slater. And asked to be taken back downtown.
1: <sighs> well, well, then why did you get in, Raymond? This sounds... Well, he does like to be driven around. That's true. So he might have been like, yo, let's go by Slater. Actually, and can you bring me back downtown?
0: And he's very go with the flow until he's...
1: <laughs> he's uh, very agreeable until he's yeah, raping children, right. let's not forget. Uh,
0: until the moon comes out. They drove him back and dropped him at the Capitol Theater. As he got out, the driver asked Rita, quote, I don't know how much of a quote this is. This is right, what right, Raymond This is what says Raymond saying, the
1: fucking werewolf was telling everybody. Yeah.
0: Quote, do you want to go home or go back to the park? And Raymond says he thought he heard Rita say she wanted to go back to the park.
1: This is at like 8 o'clock at night at this point. Right. Okay. What are they going back to the park for at 8 o'clock at night? In Pawtucket.
0: In February. Right. (laughs) January, February. It's dark and freezing cold. Very dark. It's been dark since like 2 p.m.
1: Yeah, right, right.
0: After the car drove away, Raymond says he got a cup of coffee. But then started to worry world's about best. Rita's safety.
1: Oh, he, he stopped for a world's best cup of coffee and then started pontificating on his yeah. friend's safety.
0: They loosely, I guess, dated This is bullshit. Earlier. Yeah.
1: This whole fucking story is bullshit. So
0: he was worried about no, his ex-girlfriend.
1: If he was, then he wouldn't have let her go to a park in the middle of the winter at night with some guy that he has no idea who it is.
0: Shortly after 8 p.m., he got on a trolley and went back to Slater Park. There, he says, he found Rita alone and crying on a bench. He asked her, quote, what's the matter? And instead of answering. How
1: did he get back to Slater Park? The he, trolley. He do-
0: a trackless trolley. So a bus. Just a, Okay. Basically. Right, okay. But he found Rita alone and crying on a bench. He asked her what's he the matter. He just happened
1: to find her. Yeah. Just. <laughs> it's weird. Wow. It's so crazy. Again, His honing skills black. are incredible.
0: Yeah, he's like, you uh, he can smell.
1: It's almost like he has a track. A, yeah. a weird animalistic sense, if you will. Yeah.
0: Instead of answering the question, the what's the matter question, Rita slapped his face, then got up and walked away.
1: No, incorrect.
0: Raymond followed her to a nearby bus stop.
1: Why would you follow her? She just fucking tagged you in the mouth. She yeah. cracked you in the face. Well,
0: he's worried about her, you know. <clears throat> I don't
1: know it.
0: Followed her to a nearby bus stop and asked her again what's the matter. And this time, she slapped his face and kicked him twice in the groin.
1: No. (laughs) Oh, I'm not buying it. Pleased with this story. His story. Raymond's story.
0: And then. He said his, quote, I don't trust
1: anybody, well, I was say, I don't trust went. anybody named Raymond. My dad's name is Raymond. I don't trust him at all, but I do have a good friend named Ray, so I can't say that. They cancel each other out.
0: There you go. My dad's dad name was Raymond. He, by all accounts, was unpleasant. Uh. So he then claims that his mind went blank after the, <laughs> after the groin yeah. kicks.
1: He got kicked in the nuts. Yeah. And his mind went blank.
0: It's it's weird Mike, how come here everything, for a sec. Uh, no. Michael,
1: what's the um, capital of Thailand? <laughs> come <laughs> here for a sec. Quick, quick. Get over here.
0: <laughs> it's weird how he remembers everything very crystal clear mm. up to that moment, and then it's off.
1: Well, once you get a ball shot, yeah. I mean...
0: The next thing Raymond knew, he was lying on the ground in the woods next to a dead body.
1: No. <laughs> this son of a bitch. This is... Fucking... This is a fucking fairy tale. I said it. He's spinning a yarn.
0: He asked twice, quote, Is that you, Rita?
1: (laughs) Lovely Rita, me, to maid, is that you, my dear?
0: But obviously received no reply.
1: Yeah, because she's been fucking stabbed 30 times by you. You fuckwit.
0: He saw a knife on the ground, stood up, and followed the path out of the park. Mm. He says he took the trolley and a bus back home. And got there just before 10 p.m.
1: No. No. you fu- No, you didn't. No, you did not. Oh, he see, definitely did not. I could not. not be a police <laughs> officer because I would probably punch this guy in his face and then I'd, well, I'd probably get promoted. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on.
0: Police wondered why Raymond didn't tell them any of this when he was first asked for information.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'd think.
0: But he insisted that he didn't lie. It, withholding
1: the truth is lying you fuckbag I'll
0: stand by for the explanation it wasn't until a week later that he had a dream
1: <laughs> and all of the details came yeah, rushing back okay. <laughs> Ooh.
0: he woke up and realized that what had happened quote was real
1: no no
0: <laughs> after hearing the full story wadsworth took raymond back to collier park
1: <laughs> I just keep, every time you say Wadsworth, I just think of a butler. Anyway,
0: asked which bench he sat on with Rita that night. Raymond pointed to one. Yeah. Wadsworth then asked which direction the car came from. Mm. Raymond pointed towards North Providence. Wadsworth now wanted Raymond to bring him along and retrace the rest of what happened that night. He directed the drive of the police car through a few streets before arriving on Armistice Boulevard to the entrance of Slater Park. Right. I could have written out all of those roads just so you would know where (laughs) they were, but decided not to bore everybody. Yeah. Wadsworth again asked which bench he and Rita sat on. Again, Raymond pointed one out. Wadsworth asked, quote, now after you got kicked by Rita, how did you enter the woods? Raymond responded, I don't know. I only remember waking up beside Rita and I can't stand dead bodies. So I walked
1: away. (laughs) Stop. I've stopped. Stop. Yes. I don't like... Oh, did he say I don't like waking up next to that body? I don't like being... What I did he can't...
0: Say? This is the whole quote again. Yeah. How did you enter the woods? Right. Asked Wadsworth. Raymond responds, I don't know. I only remember waking up beside Rita mm-hmm. and I can't stand dead bodies.
1: How many dead bodies have you been around? Because you're presumably... A young yeah. gent What is he? He's the same He's age as seventeen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ha ha ha. Unless you had a job at the morgue, yeah. which I don't think you can unless you're eighteen, probably. If I had to guess. Um, Nineteen forty-seven. Who
0: knows?
1: Well, you could have been twelve. Yeah. Um, how many dead bodies have you fucking been around, sir? Young well, man, young sir.
0: His. Um, how many
1: young boys have <laughs> right. you fucking molested and killed that we don't know about, and you just don't like being near the dead bodies, and yeah. they're hidden somewhere now? And girls. Piece of his solution. Crap.
0: His solution to waking up next to a dead body that he couldn't, quote unquote, stand was to walk away. So I walked away. So was, you didn't
1: tell the police that they were, your friend has been murdered? Well,
0: then he forgot, you know, and it wasn't until the dream that he remembered everything. So well, he couldn't he tell the clearly police. he you know. was
1: in shock, Michael. Yeah. He's in a fugue state, don't you know?
0: So Raymond and Wadsworth got out of the car <clears throat> and went into the park and to the clearing where Rita was found. Mm-hmm. When asked to point out exactly where Rita's body was when he woke up, Raymond blanked. Quote, I don't remember. There were a lot of trees around.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Raymond was asked point blank if he killed Rita and answered, quote, I don't remember. Maybe I did it. What? Thank you so much for wasting our time, Raymond. Many answers Raymond gave could have been true, but most were, quote, packed with inconsistencies. Okay. His description of the knife didn't match the one they found. He didn't know what he did with Rita's missing glasses and purse. They still hadn't been found. Okay. Raymond was I mean, asked... And
1: have they searched his house at this point? No, right? Probably not, because they're just now having conversations right. with him. So,
0: Raymond was asked about the position of Rita's body. He said her head pointed toward the river. In reality, she was parallel to it. The area was also very muddy, and the mud would have been two inches deep on the night of the murder. But Raymond said, quote, Oh, I only had a couple leaves on the front of my coat.
1: You would have been filthy if it was...
0: Right. Whether he did pass out and was laying in the mud... You would have been filthy, though. Or just carrying her and dropping her in the mud would have been all over her shoes. Yeah. Blood would have been all over of him. Of course. And he got on a trolley and went home. And mm-hmm. no one... And this was according to his story. And no one caught, noticed.
1: So is this kid just full of shit and making up stories? Does he know who did it? The other guy?
0: Rita herself? We don't know. Rita herself also didn't have any mud on her shoes. That fact, coupled with the generally undisturbed nature of the crime scene, certainly would it seem to indicate that well, she, her body was dumped there yeah, after the Yeah, somebody crime.
1: carried her and yeah. placed her down.
0: Raymond was 17 years old, but weighed only 90 pounds. Police were certain he wouldn't have been able to carry her even a few hundred yards from the road if he had brought her there by car mm-hmm. to the spot where she was found. Okay. The last piece that fully discredited Raymond's story was his timeline the medical examiner placed Rita's time of death no earlier than 6 a.m. on Saturday morning.
1: Oof, okay.
0: That's a full eight hours after Raymond said he arrived back home that Friday night. I told you this kid
1: was bullshit. (laughs) This fucking bullshit story.
0: Also, when Rita was discovered, the knife was not near her body, but Raymond never indicated that he picked it up or moved it after he saw it, once he snapped back to reality after his blackout.
1: So either this kid was with the person who did it, and really did blank it out Mm -hmm. or he's just attention seeking weirdo and you know
0: i have another theory but deciding that raymond was not the killer and that he was mentally unwell for having gone through an entire false confession raymond patnod was committed that same day to be observed at the charles v Chapin psychiatric hospital in providence According to the doctor's notes, Raymond was first observed to be neat, cooperative, and somewhat effeminate in manner. His speech was normal, and responses were not unusual. He was calm and not disturbed by being held in a mental ward. Okay. During the final two weeks of his stay, Which I guess
1: would indicate that he actually needs to be there, because if you were totally sane and somebody locked you in a mental ward, you'd probably act out. I would think— Because you're now imprisoned, like... Well, yeah. Yeah.
0: During the last two weeks of his stay, however, he became rather irritable, showing feelings of hostility towards some of the medical staff. By the third week, Raymond became somewhat superior in his attitude towards the other patients and expressed the idea that he was being held as a prisoner. So it took him three weeks to get where it took you three seconds.
1: Three seconds. Yeah, it would have been like, let me the fuck out of this place.
0: He blamed a flare-up of his rheumatic fever for the changes. I don't know if that's
1: a thing. I mean, I'm not a med profesh yeah. as we've t- previously discussed. Not so. an MD.
0: No. Just a BS.
1: Not even a, yeah, well, I'm a BS. All right. I'm, I'm a not BF- even an RN.
0: I'm a BFA. I don't even have a BS. So, <laughs> I'm a BFA. You know. Finally, after being studied at length by various members of the hospital staff, the attending staff concluded that Raymond was suffering from mental deficiencies that he paranoid was paranoid delusions. That he was a clinical quote moron, oh, well and defective is that a, uh, delinquent.
1: Not a proper clinical medical term in today's day and age, Michael. Oh, I'm gonna it was guess then. No, but then there yeah. is an
0: actual medical definition for moron. Okay. It's been co opted into being a more colloquial right. phrase, but there is a clinical definition, and apparently Raymond fit it. They also described him as a defective delinquent, with well, a psychopathic a defective
1: delinquent. Is that is that another way to? perfume the fact that he's a child rapist okay
0: with a psychopathic personality
1: how flowery and poetic what a lovely turn of phrase jesus got the
0: alliteration
1: Uh, it's all there for you mike what more could you ask for
0: but they could neither prove nor disprove what he told police was true
1: no we it's false (laughs) like what it's false his version anyway is false
0: he was discharged from the hospital But remained in the custody of juvenile court because, let's not forget, and I knew you wouldn't, but, you know, just to remind everybody, his whole confession started because he was arrested for carnal knowledge with an eight-year-old. Right, right. So, yeah, he is psychopathic, defectively delinquent, etc. Yeah,
1: child rapist. He
0: was later sentenced on the charge and sent to the Exeter School for the feeble-minded.
1: Okay.
0: Just the way they name stuff. I... He was eventually discharged... It was a
1: different time, like.
0: <laughs> he was discharged in 1951, mm-hmm. and not much is known about his life after that.
1: Might have been a good idea to track that son of a bitch, no?
0: He apparently did marry another inmate from the Exeter School.
1: That's going to be a marriage made in heaven right there. Only
0: described as younger than him
1: <laughs> after he
0: got out. I, uh, right. I don't know any other details about that, but...
1: I mean, that tracks, though? Yeah.
0: In fact, most of the places involved in this story aren't around anymore. The hospital Raymond was sent to after his confession closed in the 70s -hmm. and is now part of Providence College. The mill where Rita and Raymond work has been vacant for decades. The Capitol Theater, where Raymond claims Rita sat next to him on that fateful night, was demolished in the 50s. The spot where the dagger was found is just a random spot in the middle of a neighborhood. And the location where Rita was found is now part of the Greenway bike path. The only thing left behind... Are the hatchet marks that can still be seen hacked into the base of that tree?
1: Oh, that's eerie. There are
0: so many unanswered questions one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine that I have that I will pose to you now. Okay. Where did she spend the night of January 31st, 1947, if she didn't die until 6 a.m. the With next the morning? With the guy
1: in the car, whoever that was.
0: Had she been killed where she was found, no. or had her body been carried to that place? Carried why were there only three puncture holes in the back of her coat though she'd been stabbed 13 times in the back plus the two gashes
1: because she was stabbed a few times with the coat on and then they removed it for whatever reason and kept stabbing her or stabbed her and then put the she put her coat on or they put the coat on when they were trying to move her and then just for shits and gigs decided to stab her a couple more times
0: that is my theory and that those three came last Mm -hmm. they had moved her she wasn't dead. Maybe
1: she wasn't fully dead yeah. and they pop, pop, pop up three and they, times and yeah. did her so in. So
0: that's why if that knife that was found was the knife that's matched why those three it wasn't and at the not original the, crime yeah. scene and dumped in this yeah. this place. And yes, and match those three. Right. What about the deep gashes between her shoulders? What about the hatchet marks in the tree? Were they significant?
1: I mean that hatchet mark could be erroneous. Yep,
0: yeah. could be. <laughs> was another weapon used? Yeah. Who was the man Rita told her aunt she feared? Was Raymond but the Story... the guy in the
1: fucking car.
0: Yeah. Was Clearly, Raymond I Story bet you the guy only... in the car
1: was either somebody that she worked with who was an older man or someone from the neighborhood. I'm guessing it's somebody that she worked with mm-hmm. and uh, was afraid because, you know, he was older, probably very controlling, manipulative, whatever, maybe abusive maybe from boss, time to time. Maybe her boss, so she was
0: afraid she'd get fired. Could be. Yeah.
1: Somebody maybe just in a position of power over her yeah. at work or whatever
0: police officer
1: yeah.
0: local politician
1: never happened before yeah. Michael
0: was Raymond's story only a dream if it wasn't who was the mystery man in the car that gave Rita and Raymond a ride
1: mm-hmm. Some somebody that they worked with yeah. and he's also afraid of him or like you said a cop from the neighborhood and he's also definitely afraid of him yeah did maybe he did block it out he's got psychological problems yeah. maybe he was so scared he blocked it out Yep. and mm-hmm. then it did come back and he thought it was a dream it was really a memory
0: yeah but it wasn't him. He he witnessed it happening, but the dream yeah. only put him in there. He right. didn't allow him to of see Of course. We've all had those dreams yeah. where
1: you walk into the front door of like the house you live in, but then once you get inside, it's your grandmother's house from like when you were a kid. And then you turn to go into the backyard, and it's like your best friend's backyard. Like Things like that happen all the time. Mm-hmm.
0: In 1956, nine years after the murder, Projo, Providence Journal, mm-hmm. published a follow-up story on the unsolved crime with what would prove to be the final word in the case, concluding that, quote, the murderer of Rita Bouchard, if he lives, is still a free man. And that is still true today. That was the story of Rita Son Bouchard. Son
1: of a bitch. I don't like that. Nobody did okay. The cops seemed to Be on it. Be on it, but were they? Because right. did they go and interview everyone that she worked with? Did they try to find out Hey, bus driver, you saw her get into a car. What the fuck kind of car was it? Right. What was the make and model? What's the color? Did you catch any of the license plate at all? Was Similar it maybe a vanity for a Raymond. plate? Exactly. Uh, same question for Raymond. What kind of car? Yeah. What color car? What kind of car? We can we narrow it down. Okay. Let's go then to her circle of people that she knows. Is there anybody she works with with this car? Is there anyone in her family that has this car? Yep. D- do her friends' parents have this car? Yeah. Let's start tight and then branch out. Yeah.
0: Her aunt and uncle may not have known about this guy. Did any of her sisters know? Did her brother know? Did her friends know? know? Did they, do yeah. they
1: know about this? The, the car is the key. Yep. The car is the key. So did they do their job? Was it a cop yeah. that they know? Yeah. So that they didn't. someone really you
0: know, empowered. You know, a, they a, took. DA, a lawyer somebody you yeah. know
1: they took Raymond's story and went fantastic
0: yeah great pin it on this kid like yeah. you know what I mean and then we can say you know we did all of our due diligence hey, and this took us down a this path is, this and is the path that ended up and uh, yeah.
1: all other paths you know yeah. have dried up all of the leads have dried up obviously let's we got to figure out what the fuck this car was I'm assuming the bus driver at this point is past uh, I would imagine Raymond so. I mean like we said we don't know right so he's probably. Right. I mean, if he was 16 and in, in, well, you he said was 17 was in, in 1947, the, in the 40s, so it'd be 122. <laughs>
0: yeah. So he's dead. No, he wouldn't be 122. That is terrible math. Well, don't
1: look at me to oh, do math. Boy. You're the math
0: person. He would be 92.
1: Okay, so probably dead. Anyway, don't don't look at me. T- you know me and math was, don't get along. Um, was, I'm gonna have to cut that. that cut that, cut that, cut that, because Michael just embarrassed himself, and usually it's me. So actually, leave that, leave that, leave that. Yeah. Um, yeah, why didn't anybody follow up with this fucking car business?
0: I don't know. And, you know, cars were a little more distinctive back in the day than they are now. Like, yeah, I mean, a, every car now is Is no, that a Toyota exactly Corolla or is that a Hyundai? Like, they all look, look the same. You can't tell. Right. Back then, no. Yeah.
1: No. Everything looked different. Everything right. was very distinct. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, if I had to jump, <laughs> jump off a limb and just fathom a guess. It's probably somebody she worked with. Now whether it was her boss or just a supervisor or maybe just a colleague. Yeah. I think it was definitely an older man that she worked with. You know, her and Raymond were friends. They worked together and maybe he did, maybe he did go and see this and then said, I want to get dropped back off. And the guy fucking dropped him off and said, keep your fucking mouth shut. Mm -hmm. And and he blocked it out from stress and fear. Yeah. But why nobody's checking this goddamn car is beyond me. Yeah.
0: I don't want to say that
1: I mean, identify the car, identify the perp, that's it.
0: Right. That it could have been crime of opportunity. Somebody just passing through and Mm. she was on her own. I don't think so. Why would
1: she just walk up to them and be like, hey, hey, Raymond, you know, let's go for a ride with this strange man that we don't know. But that's
0: if that happened. Right. You know, if any of that, if none of that happened, if all of Raymond's story was bullshit and he never saw her, we once again don't know. Okay, but some the of the car. stuff that
1: he said it didn't exactly match up, right? But... Which is
0: which is why I said some of it could be true, a lot of it wasn't, right? And provably wasn't, right? So he had did to he know, just luck he had to into
1: something? Did did he
0: did he luck into the fact that a bus driver also saw a car and he's like he just happened to say we got in a car and that gave his story more credibility?
1: Uh, that seems a little too coincidental though, because he could have said yeah, she walked off. Yeah, could have been anything, right? A guy walked up to her on the street. Yeah. Guy came out of a building. She went into a building to make a phone call and then disappeared. I literally could have been anything. But to say, we got into a car, she got into a car, came up, she started talking to this guy. Yeah. You know.
0: So, it's...
1: Seems a little too coincidental with the bus driver's story that she also got into a car.
0: Right. And it goes back to that show we recommended on Paramount Plus, Interrogation. I was so suspect that, like, yeah. so many coincidences yeah. would have to yeah. take place for the originally accused person's story to be true. Like, there's so many it coincidences seems ridiculous, that have to, but, like, there's no way. But it turned But it turned out turned to out. be true. <laughs> turned out, yeah. So, you know, there's there's nothing to say that this person who clearly has mental issues wasn't off on his own timeline. True. All of what he said could have been true.
1: It was just. Except his... he was
0: wrong about the time because, yeah. like we said, it's winter, it gets dark early. Right, right. So he's like, well, it was dark. I must have got home at 10. He could have got home at 7 a.m., and it would still be dark. Right. You know? So we may never know. Ah, the bucket. Hopefully we will someday.
1: The bucket. Yeah.
0: But I get to drive through Pawtucket on my way home today. Pawtucket. Yay.
1: I was in a commercial with the Paw Socks, believe it or not, when I was in. I believe it. 4th grade which is the same year as I almost got kidnapped yeah. um because
0: by pause? <laughs> pause the Pawtucket Red Sox mascot yeah no I wasn't
1: kidnapped by him but um because the school that I was going to Flynn um you know you had those things where you had to like sell cookies or do yep. whatever right and of course like whoever sold the most like you win prizes exactly. and blah 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 so the two top sellers in the school they picked one boy and one girl um whoever sold the most got to be in this commercial. In fact, it was for multiple sclerosis. And it was like, and the Paw Socks were involved in it. And I actually had a cousin, Freddie, my my mom's cousin, uh, who had multiple sclerosis. So we were sort of like on a mission to sell the most. And my mother and my father at the time and my grandmother all worked at that same factory. Mm -hmm. And so... They basically just went around this whole entire factory and got people to, like, buy shit. Like, when all those cookies and everything came in... Oh, God. we Our whole basement was set up with this, like, huge table. And we literally were, like... I remember going down there. And the whole basement was just full of, like, orders. It was crazy. But anyway, so me... And I don't remember who the kid was, but... Let's call him Raymond. <sighs> let's not. But we were both in this commercial... And I wish I could find it. Like, I, there's been times where I've tried to, like, search the internet to, like, old, like, com- whatever. I'm going to try to search for it again later. Because if I could find it, I think it would be so funny to, like, post it up. But
0: Unfortunately, the POSOX moved. Because you could have contacted them. To I know. Like, I doubt. I, I don't know if been... I –
1: I think I might have at some point, like, tried to contact them to see if they still had, like, a copy of it. Yeah. And now that you're saying that, I want to say that they said – it would almost be like impossible since they moved and everything to like yeah. try. So I might, I'm going to, I am going to go on the internet though and yeah. try to track it down.
0: They're the Worcester socks now, which is <laughs> so
1: stupid. Yeah. Uh, Worcester. Well, everything, everything from Worcester is stupid. Yeah. You know who you are. <laughs> mm. You particularly know who you are, you son of a bitch. Um, well, Mike. Yeah. Stay out of Western
0: Massachusetts, everybody. <laughs>
1: stay out of the bucket if you can help it i mean no Pawtucket's fine whatever i had family who just moved from Pawtucket. yeah it's you know
0: it's quite town. timely
1: too because there did seem to be a little uptick of like crimes in that area so i was kind of glad that they got the frig out of there yeah. but
0: it is right on the massachusetts border so yeah. you know how those mass holes can be i do
1: know <laughs> i do know i'm sitting here with one right now hello hello darling well, until oh next
0: God. week follow us
1: mm-hmm. please
0: if you will on the socials at maf podcast show instagram and twitter
1: that is correct
0: we have our youtube channel
1: our uh, murder amongst friends. friends podcast
0: mm-hmm.
1: and hopefully
0: <laughs> yes hopefully
1: if we can stay out of the bathroom long yes. enough the uh, john the Lou, uh <laughs> if you will
0: the porcelain palace the
1: lavatory <laughs> or the lav. Hey, when you were in school and no. you had to ask to go to the bathroom, did you have to raise your hand and say we used to have to say may I please go to the lav. We had to say for, and we were instructed that we had to use the word lav or lavatory to say like we couldn't say like bathroom or can I go to the, to- can the toilet. Can I go to the shit house. Yeah. <laughs> can I go to the shit? Hey, Sister Laura, can I go to the shitter? <laughs> no. The okay. John? Hey, can I go to the john? No. Can you hang me in the closet? I got by my sweater. <laughs> <laughs> because we all know that happened. Yeah. Um, not to me, but to Sean Brown. Uh, sorry, Sean, if you're uh, out there. Um, hell of a story that was, though. Uh, yeah. 100% true. Lots of stories from Catholic school, so.
0: Uh, you can also email us or email Joanne. At <laughs> MAFpodcastshow at gmail.com.
1: I actually like getting email, so. Sucks, sucks yeah, to see. Yeah, I suck. check it. Sucks to be you. I check
0: it, and then I have to tell her about it, so. <laughs> If uh, if you want to get in contact with her, just know that it goes through me
1: first. Mm, so don't say so, anything. Don't say anything saucy. Button it up, everybody. Although say something saucy, because we all know and I then am I single. Then Michael can read it and get super uncomfortable. And then I have to pass it along. Hey, and he lives far away, so I will make him read it to me word for word. So if anybody wants to send a saucy email, ba 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 I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so until next time, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.
1: Stay out of the fuck. Bye.